whatever it takes I know I can make it through A Degrassi Podcast With Kelsey and Holland too I know I can make it through and welcome to Whatever It Takes, a podcast about Degrassi, the next generation. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about season 13, episodes 27 and 28, Army of Me, and Everything is Everything. And Kelsey, will you please read us the Wikipedia summaries? Again, the wiki has now just become like giant blocks of text. So this is just going to be the easiest way. <laughs> okay, here we go. I'm sorry. I'm just adjusting so that I can see better. Dallas tries to win over Allie at the science fair, but an explosion happens where all black guys are asked to stay behind for questioning. Straight to the point. Yeah. Tristan, Zoe, and Maya have Grant Yates, a new teacher who sets up a, society, a secret society of writing. Tristan thinks his parents might get a divorce. <laughs> Claire tries to find Drew a new girl to make sure nothing else happens between them. I mean, Wikipedia stepped it up in being bananas. Yeah, I'm proud of them, I guess. <laughs> All right, the next part. Dallas finds out shocking news at the science fair. He does? Does he? Tristan starts developing feelings for his new teacher. I mean, he's being groomed. Anyway, yeah. Claire tries to sabotage Drew and his date when she becomes jealous. Yeah. Yeah, that, that one's less accurate. I don't think Dallas finds out anything shocking. No. I think he's just perpetually angry at the system which, which is, is fair reasonable but like i feel like okay whatever anyway the episodes are called the first one is army of me which is a 1995 song by bjork I love bjork um and i guess maybe this can apply to dallas where he like feels like He's alone in, like, fighting for his rights. Sure. And he's being persecuted against? I don't sure. know. Um, everything is everything is such, like, a nothing title. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, everything is everything. I don't even know how to get... Oh, everything is everything is a uh, Lauren Hill song from 1998. Um, it's a good song, but... A shitty episode title. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't really have anything else to add, I guess. Yeah, they're not, they're, there's not a lot of content to discuss about these episode titles. Not a lot. I mean, these episodes were also, like, kind of burp. There were some, Agreed. there were parts of these episodes that I had strong reactions to. Yes. But not a lot actually happened in them. Although I will say it did feel like they went by pretty fast. Yeah, that's true. Like, I didn't feel like I was suffering through them. No. Like, sometimes with some of them, I'll have to, like, pause and get a snack. I don't think I've felt like that in a while. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. But sometimes it's like, even if I'm not pausing, it still feels like it's dragging on. I'm like, oh, this went by pretty fast. I took a lot of notes. Yeah, so did I. Um, all right. Let's just get into it. I did not take a lot of fashion notes. Though. Me neither. I if think I want to just three. get them out of the way. Yeah. Tristan's sunglasses and sport jacket. It's a look. Connor is so pretty. So pretty. Connor's letterman jacket situation. Allie's ponytail at the beginning is very cute. Tristan wearing a leather jacket to copy Yates. 
Also, every time we call him Yates, that's just gonna. Oh, and um, I also wrote that Eden has Fiona Apple vibes. Oh, just know. like looks wise. Uh, that's all I have. <laughs> that's it. Me too. I didn't take any fashion notes. I was too distracted by everything else. Yeah. Also, um, it just wasn't a huge fashiony episode. No, there weren't tiny hats involved. <laughs> no, there weren't. Or gloves. Mm-mm. Or outside of the shirt bras. <laughs> all right. Well, the episode starts with Allie and Dallas, and we're they are science fair partners, and they have to pack overnight bags to go to this intense sounding science fair. And we get some Dallas and Allie flirting, and that's fun. Also, but Jenna's not having any of it, and she goes over to Dallas after like Allie walks away and is like, "No flirty eyeballing at Allie." Um, guys are always guys always distract Allie from her goals, like which is true. She this win, la la la, and I love her team Allie in this, even when she and Connor are kind of partners in the science fair, and Jenna's still clearly rooting for Allie to win, <laughs> which is very sweet. She's yeah. a good friend, team mm. Jenna. Yay! Um, but then. We're in English class, and Tristan talks about how his parents are fighting. And then, then motherfucking Mr. Yates walks in the room. I will say, my first impression is like, oh, they have a cute new teacher. Tristan's going to have a crush on him. But then it becomes so much more. (laughs) He walks in and is like, my name is Grant Yates. I almost expected him to say, you can call me Grant. But he didn't go that far. And then... He starts asking about who knows anything about the Algonquin round table. And I'm like, of course he's talking about the fucking Algonquin round table. And then he goddamn gets up on these desks like he's in the motherfucking Dead Poet Society. I I cannot with this. And like walks around and starts talking about how he wants to start a secret playwriting collective. Oh, he also says, because... Someone asks, oh, are you the new teacher? And he says, I'd prefer if we could teach each other. And I was like, oh, I hate hate him. him. He's the worst. Like, not even, this isn't even, none of this is even the worst thing about him. We later have confirmed for us. But he just has that, like, super try hard, watch Dead Poet Society too many times, pretentious ass motherfucker vibes. Oh, he's such a douchebag. Oh, my God. I hate him. He's definitely someone I would have had a crush on in college. Oh, God. That makes me sad. Right? <laughs> it makes me sad, too. Uh, I like to think that it's improved. Uh, uh, I hate him. Okay. Um, I had, like, the biggest crush on my Nietzsche professor in <laughs> in college. And there was, a, there was a flirting situation that never went anywhere. I was in a relationship. But did he make you read a really heavy handed book? <laughs> no, just a lot of Nietzsche. <laughs> uh, but we would smoke cigarettes like during class breaks together. Oh, my God. I was like super into him. Because fuck it, right? Yeah, because nihilism, guys. <laughs> nothing is everything is nothing and nothing is nothing and everything is everything. Because God is dead. So. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, but I feel like that explains a lot about me as a human. Anyway. Or at least me as a college student. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then we're with Drew and Claire, who are finishing each other's sa- sentences and acting like a married couple. And Becky picks up on this and calls them work spouses. And 
confirms that everyone in the whole school already thinks something is happening between the two of them. And Claire's like, what? How could they ever? And it's like, it's like, because duh, because obviously. Um, and then we're, are we, where are they when something like explodes? Is it the mall? I think so. I think it's the mall. Um, and Jenna says, Connor, buy me French fries or lose me forever, which I can relate (laughs) to on a spiritual level. So Connor, Allie, Jenna, and Dallas are all at the mall before going to the science fair for some reason. I think it's where they're catching the bus. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's like a bus station. Maybe? It's unclear. It's like some sort of weird yeah, I don't know. gift shop cafeteria vibe. Maybe it is where they're getting the I bus. think it's like I think it's, it's like meant to be like type of situation. Yeah. I think it's meant to be like a bus depot, but they okay. definitely used the set, the set for the, the school <laughs> for the school cafeteria oh. and or the mall, so it has cafeteria mall vibes. Gotcha. Um and then like something explodes and it's like, "What's going on?" Does something explode or a yeah, steam bomb? Like it's what? like it's like an ice bomb. Oh or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. Um, and oh, but before that, can I also just say real quick that the I was I had no idea where this episode was going because first I thought it was gonna be about a very special episode. Well, first I thought it was gonna be about like because Dallas is like. Allie's like, I wish there was a way I could repay you and like flirting. And Dallas right. is like, sunglasses, dog. And I was like, oh, this is going to be an episode where there's like a misunderstanding about their relationship. And then a bomb goes off. And I was like, oh, no, this is going to be a very special yeah. episode like you just said. And then it ended up being an entirely different, very special episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I yeah, I had no idea. So many was- twists and turns, guys. <laughs> exactly. um, but then we're back with Tristan and his, oh, he's like waiting for his parents to take him to the dentist. And they're both like, your mom's taking you. No, your dad's taking you. And it's like over a text message. And Tristan's like over it. And then he starts venting to Mr. Yates. And then and Mr. Mr. Yates is like, I'll take you to the dentist. And I'm like, that's not appropriate. No, it's overstepping. And I think he's like, when my parents were younger, they got divorced. And then he p- fucking paraphrases Fight Club. Yeah, I did not care for that. Because Tristan asks about the secret playwriting collective. And he's like, first rules, the dot, talk about it. Uh, he probably, he, I don't care. He definitely loves Fight Club. Ugh. I hate him. He's probably at that fucking author event that Claire and Eli went to. <laughs> the Chuck Palahniuk one. <laughs> um, There's nothing more high school than liking Chuck Palahniuk and being an angsty kid <laughs> in, in my life. Um, but then... Claire is like goes over to Drew and is like, people think we're dating. And he's like, so? Like, it doesn't matter. And she's like, we need to get you a girlfriend so people don't think we're dating. And then and she's like, I'll start your own dating profile and swipe for you. And I'm like, this is not this is no. This is treacherous. This is not like a group activity. Also, okay, so like dating apps like were not a thing until I was in college maybe even like after end, college like, late, like toward the end of college like okay cupid was a thing okay cupid was like other than like the I adult don't think ones okay cupid was an app yet it wasn't yeah yeah like okay cupid was the first thing that was like maybe meant more for my age group and that was like my freshman year of college and it wasn't an app it was only online yeah i think tinder came out like my last semester in college yeah fall 2013 or it probably came out a little bit before that but i think like 
that was when people were like really starting to use it. Yeah. I think it might have came out like 2013. Yeah, cuz I didn't I didn't use it until until at 2013, 2014 cuz I was also in a relationship when it like first got started. Yeah. So I'm not really sure of the timeline, but I just can't imagine having these things in high school. No, I wrote down the same thing. I'm like, do people in high school actually use dating apps, though? Yeah, because I was because you know everybody, right? I mean, I guess I mean, even though I I mean, I feel like I went to a pretty big school. Like there were 500 people in my graduating class. I feel like that's pretty big. And yet and it's like but. But I guess I went to, I lived in a smaller town. So, like, you've known half the people there. Yeah, you kind of know everyone. But I don't know. It seems so weird to me that you would be like swiping on people from your high school when it's like, yeah. But you see them every day. And that's weird. It was weird because at first I was like, well, maybe it's like people who go to other schools that you wouldn't get a chance to meet. But then Eden ends up going to Degrassi. I'm like, and in a class with Claire. So, like, they know each other. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. If anybody in high school listens to this podcast, please email us. I am. Dying to know whether dating apps are actually a thing in high school because that seems so foreign to me. It's just very strange. I f- like, I feel like, if anything, it would be more like sliding into somebody's DMs on like Twitter or Instagram yeah. or Facebook. Or like, I feel like I can see dating occurring on those platforms yeah. much easier. Kind of like MySpace. My, did I ever. Not my first boyfriend, but my second boyfriend. Well, it's it's funny. So (laughs) my first boyfriend I met like through my friend's boyfriend. And that but my second boyfriend when I was I was like graduating eighth grade, he like did the MySpace equivalent of sliding into my DMs. His pickup line was weird because I looked very similar to his girlfriend. Oh my god! Who he then broke up with for me, and then cheated on me with her. Anyway, don't don't date anyone ever, you guys. Hey. Yeah, it was fun, but but I feel like even but, before MySpace, it was yeah. like all about aim. Oh yeah, aim, aim for sure. Oh my god, aim for sure. But yeah, no, like my one of my first boyfriends ever like slid into my MySpace DMs. He ended up like we ended up having like a person in common, and it wasn't like yeah, weird. it wasn't like a random person. Yeah, but, I mean, I, but like, but he lived like five towns away in high school. I feel like a lot of that is like, oh, here's my friend. You should, like, friend her on Facebook, like, blah, blah, blah. You can see, like, that shit's been happening since, like, like, since 2004 when AIM existed. Yeah, totally. When you're like, oh, what's your screen name? And then that whole, and then you you can have, like, an entire relationship that's just on AIM. But when you see each other at school, you're like, oh, hi. And you're like awkward you're describing almost every middle school relationship that my friends were exactly exactly Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh good times maybe yeah mm, but oh (laughs) myspace um if you haven't watched pen 15 yet they have a whole episode about aim i need i need to watch it so fucking nostalgic and uh, like amazing yeah i need to watch it it looks really good chat rooms and uh, it's like I'm like and they ha- and they use like the old aim and I'm and I just wish that I still a, like had a nostalgia it. machine it's like a nostalgia machine I love it I um, should watch that it's really good and they are on dial up 
obviously obviously and it's like and it, and because it's set in the year 2000 it's the thing where like you would log on to aol like where the whole uh-huh. thing would take up your window uh-huh. and then you'd minimize it because yeah. that's how you use the internet yeah and then you'd pull up aim like on your desktop yeah it was like oh my i exact, remember it was my exact experience with how i used aim i miss all throughout aim. middle school aim was great oh so good and i remember there was the debate of like do you call it AIM or AIM? I'm like, it's AIM. It's AIM, Shut obviously. What, obviously. Are you, what are you thinking? Body profiles, away messages, picking the perfect font and color and background color. And away message and icon. I would have like gifts Iconator. before I knew what a gifts were. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I would have like gifts before like I knew what gifts were. And they, I had a screen name that was like based off of like emotion city soundtrack lyric i would have i remember I, at one point and and that was also back when like you would just make a new screen name every like so often. oh yeah i definitely had a screen name that was like napoleon dynamite inspired of course was, give me your top seven that's hilarious <laughs> like i remember my buddy icon was definitely like Definitely had a Blink-182 one. Oh, obviously. I'm sh- I kn- Toward I, the end, yeah. I even had a plus 44 one. That's really? That's how long I think I was using AIM. I definitely had a My Chemical Romance lyric in my thing, mm-hmm. which actually I was on the treadmill last week, um, and I have like a specific running playlist, and it's very strange, and it includes... I'm not okay by My Chemical Romance, yeah. and the li- and the to. and the, it's a great song to run to. And the lyric came up, and I was like, "This is still this great." This is my buddy icon. I'm like, "This is still a really good song." I have, I have a memory is just like flooded back to me, where I had a friend in sixth grade who had a boyfriend, and their song was like was always by Blink One Eighty Two. Oh my god! And I remember like they got in a fight. And he, like, IM'd me and was like, can you, like, tell Sierra what my... Can you, like, have Sierra see what my buddy icon is now? And it was, like, it was, like, a lyric from Always by Blink-182. So romantic. And I, I was, like, the facilitator between this weird, like, middle school boyfriend-girlfriend fight. And then the next day, we all, like, would walk home together. And the next day, they, like, walked home together and, like, reunited. And I was like, I helped do this. <laughs> Oh my god! But it was all—it was all like happened over aim initially. Of course. Oh my god! See, I love that you were like a mediator, whereas I was always the mediator for my whole life. I, this is not surprising <laughs> and extremely on brand. I also had a boy in sixth grade. I was like going over to my friend's house to spend the night that night. And he knew that. And he was like, oh, when you see Shelby, can you give her this? It was like Valentine's Day. And it was like a fat chocolate heart and like a Valentine card. And then I like went home with her and we like ate the chocolate together. And I was like, Boomer gave this to you. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love that his name was Boomer. You're so from California. And that's very it's very on brand that you were a mediator. And it is likewise very on brand that I was an instigator. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that is very on brand. Yeah, I would drum up some drama for my own entertainment because I didn't date anyone until eighth grade. But like I had friends that would date people in sixth grade and I'd be like, it's boring for me that you're happy. So (laughs) he doesn't treat you right, Elise. (laughs) I'm just saying Oh, I knew people like just, that. Just like you should, you should talk to Vito because I'm from New Jersey, you guys. And like I he, saw, I see Boomer every Christmas. That's hilarious. It's worse, just tragically on brand. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not friends with Boomer. He's friends with family friends, 
But yep. yeah, I, I see him every Christmas and it's weird every Christmas. I never see Vito. It's fine. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm, I'm set for life. Thanks. Oh my God. Middle school. <laughs> so many, so many memories. Oh boy. God. Middle school relationships. Did you also have the thing where like the boys on the peewee football team would wear their jerseys every Friday before their games and then if you, you were a girl who was dating a boy on one of the peewee football teams they gave you their jersey so you could wear them on Fridays too it was like a weird like ownership thing that's really not cool looking back but that like started in middle school and like lasted through high school where if you were dating a football player you would wear their jersey on game days slash the day before game day. Um, I have very few memories of sixth grade. And by the time I was, by the end of sixth grade, beginning of seventh grade, I had already morphed into that not being my scene. Yeah. Yeah. And making scene my scene. (laughs) So, (laughs) no, scene didn't exist yet because I'm old as hell. But emo did. (laughs) I jumped in hard on that emo thing. Scene was like high school. Yeah, scene was high school. I'm, although I, it was like, it was almost pre-emo. So I was like, this is punk rock, right? But it was not punk yeah, rock. Yeah, it was still, I feel like. Em- we didn't have a word for emo until like mid seventh grade. I feel like the, and also what I associated with emo was just like the one side of emo where it was like my chemical romance, like. Like like that we you know that emo kid song like yeah. I'm an emo kid not conforming yeah yeah it's Those real problematic went to my now. high school the people who wrote that song went to my that. high school like, that song is extremely like, problematic that side of emo where it was like there was a whole other side as well yeah. oh no for me it was like it was you're like I listen to alternative rock yeah I was like I was like. <laughs> I'm not emo, you guys. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm punk as hell, yeah. which was inaccurate. I was super emo, <laughs> extremely emo. Uh, just wearing all the wristbands. So I no, I had bracelets up and down my arms. Yep. Yeah. Those like plastic ones you got at Hot Topic, and you'd like loop them together. Uh huh. I no, I had so I actually my bracelets were very cool. I had like they didn't look cool, but I had so many different ones. I had one that was like made out of toothbrush, and like one that was made out of fork. And you guys, I don't know where we've gone. I don't either. Kids today will never know the joy that we experienced, and also, but they will experience the pain. Because middle school and high school is always middle school's a nightmare. I watched eighth grade this week and I just spent I the entire watch that. It's so good, but I spent the whole time just going, "Oh, honey, no." Yeah. yeah. Anyway, do teenagers use dating apps now? No idea. Please tell Let us. No, we just went on a twenty-minute tangent about nothing. So please tell us. <laughs> uh, bring aim back. Anyway, cosine. Anyway, I don't even know where we are. Oh, yeah. So Claire's signing Drew up for dating shit. Mm-hmm. Then oh, then we're back at the bus depot mall cafeteria place. <laughs> and and the Dallas gets are, singled like, out. Ushering people out. And then Dallas gets pulled aside. And then we see that the only people that they are pulling aside are black people. And it's black men specifically. Horrendous. Yeah. Because Connor is there and Dallas is like, we don't look anything alike. Yeah. I see a pattern here Mm -hmm. and this pattern is some bullshit. It's some racist bullshit. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But then we're with Claire in class and her phone is going off because the dating app shit is happening. And Imogen, Imogen sees right through it. Oh, yeah. Like, you're obviously doing this because you are afraid. You really want to mask those feelings and your crush on Drew. And then Claire's like, it's I don't know what to do. It's just a crush. Like, I love Eli. Like, I would never do anything to hurt him. But ever since he made out with fucking Lenore, it's been weird. I still, like, can't get over the fact that her name's Lenore. And, and I'm going to bring it up every time. Imogen is like, I get crushes all the time. I get it. But if you hurt him, I will spork your eyes out and feed them to my fishies. Love it. Love, Love Imogen. Love how diehard she is as a friend. Also, she's like, also, I'm not worried <laughs> about you and Drew because you are not his type and he would never date you, which is like, wow. So brutal. So harsh. <laughs> Way harsh tie. Way harsh tie. <laughs> um, and then Claire's like, um, excuse me, and then makes a fucking catfish account to like catfish Drew that matches her exact description but doesn't upload any pictures. Which is not how you catfish. You have to put in fake pictures. And also You have to put in like an obviously fake like Instagram influencer. You're so stupid. So dumb. Because the point of this is so he doesn't date you, you fucking Just idiot. So dumb. <laughs> um then we're back. I think then we go back to the bus depot, and this is when Dallas and Connor talk to each other. Yeah. And we find out there wasn't someone made a dry ice bomb. Um, but then we're at the lockers with Zoe and Tristan, and we see that Zoe gets an invite to this playwriting collective thing, and Tristan didn't. Also, Mr. Gates, which, God, are you serious with the name? I hate it. Can we? Are you for real? Anyway. He like walks by. Oh, yeah. Also, apparently he uses a real wax seal because he's exactly that kind of douchebag. Mm-hmm. And is like, I think he's like, I didn't think your writing was up for it or something. I don't know. Yeah, and I'm also yeah. just like, why does this shit have to be a secret? This is basically bullying these children. This is. So insane and ridiculous, and I hate it. And I hate it. And but we do get a great line from Christian, uh, not Christian, Tristan. Tristan. <laughs> mm, I'm doing great. Which is, I'm an actor, which is basically a writer who cares about their appearance, <laughs> which I enjoyed because Tristan's great. Um, but Zo- and Zoe doesn't tell Tristan about anything because she doesn't want to get kicked out of this fucking collective thing. It's, it, it is. It's like a. It's like dead kind of... poets. He's trying to be dead poet society, oh, but yeah. it's like organized and mean. Yeah, it, it, you're right though. It is like it is like bullying, just yeah. like in a different way. And it's like picking on people for not being the right kind and of smart, smart or yeah. creative. It's stupid. It doesn't. It's like, and why does it have to be a secret? It's yeah, a, like it's weird. Like I, I just anything like that. Like it, that feels I, like not kosher with school policy no especially in a public school yeah like how about we give people these opportunities and offer as a sign up but not or even as like a tryout if you want but not this weird secret society bullshit yeah, thing. thing yeah yeah i don't that's weird it's like super alienating and leaving people and out who might be interested like, and like making yeah. people feel bad for not making it in Cause you're, it's like, cause making it a secret makes it like, like the forbidden fruit. And it's like lording it over people. Yeah. And it's like giving other kids the opportunity to like be bullies about it. Yeah. To, to the people who didn't get in. Just because it's like, not like 
the jock being mean to the nerd doesn't make it not bullying or not at least alienating and yeah, shitty. It's shitty. Like a teacher should not be facilitating this type of a thing. Hell no. Um, especially if it's like, like the only kind of equivalent I can think that this I could like this is that happens in high school is like when you apply to be in like AP classes. Yeah. And you have to like write an essay if it's English or history or whatever. And you try to find out whether you can get into this thing academically. But it's like this is a class and there are only a certain amount of spots. And I understand that. And and for the most part, like sometimes you can even like go to the administration and be like, hey, I really want to be in this class. Is there any way that I can do this? Or can I try to apply again? Or is there are there any alternatives? Can you help me? Whatever. Whereas, the whole point is to give opportunities for people is, to learn. But the fact that this is an extracurricular thing, also, like, it's like, I'm pretty sure... They do it, but they also like, do it during lunch. They don't do is, it after school or whatever. But this feels like, like a club type of situation. Yeah. And I don't think, I can't think of any club in high school that would have been like exclusive or exclusionary. Yeah, because clubs aren't really supposed to be like that. that. No, it's like anyone who wants to join should be able to join. Any, the only things that should have to rely on something like that is like if they're competitive, like a sport or like mathletes or anything like that. Yeah, but you're not competing against anybody in the playwriting collective. No, it's just like weird elitist bullshit. Yeah, I hate it. Same. Anyway. Um, Dallas and Connor are cleared, and I think that's all I wrote down from the scene. Um, They're cleared. They're cleared, and then... Dallas is mad. Dallas is mad, because Connor's like, thank you, and Dallas goes, yeah, for nothing. Yeah. Um, and then we're with the collective, which of course fucking meets in the woods, and Tristan, like, happens upon them, and then gets, like, called out for spying. And it's like, if a kid wants to join this this badly, just let him. And then fucking Mr. Yates is like, all right, well, if you want to be here, make up a poem on the spot. And I'm like, I hate you. I hate him. And then he does. And then people vote. And he's like, let's put it up to a vote. And Tristan is voted in. And I'm like, my God, I hate you. This is so stupid. And then, oh, yeah. And we find out that Dallas and Connor missed the bus because they got held back. And then Mr. Simpson lets Connor and Dallas borrow his car to go to the science fair and that's basically the scene um and then claire is like has printed out these dating profiles for drew and is like now we're gonna pick one and then she's really hardcore pushing her catfish on which him. is like so silly also and then he obviously yeah. picks a girl who has a photo yeah that's what <laughs> you do yeah like I don't know. It's what? so stupid. Like, and, and not even, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I feel like people should probably be less superficial on dating apps and in general. But, but not having any photos is sketchy. It's it's weird. It's yeah. like, it, you don't know what you're signing up for. It's not even necessarily an attraction thing. It's also like, is this person actually this your person age? Is a real person? Is it a real person? Is it actually your age? Especially, and that matters, especially if it's, a high school student. Exactly. If you're like 17. Also, high school students shouldn't be on dating apps if they're not 18. Yeah. And Drew is older than everyone else in the school. Yeah. So that's another weird. Yeah. 
What did she say his age parameters as? I don't even know. Because that's an alarming thought. I don't, I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't get it, man. So now, yeah, so now I'm like, wait, teenagers wouldn't be on dating apps because you have to be at least 18 to be on them, right? I think so. I feel like that is although, be older, but. Although, if they are people in the high school, they could be just seniors who are 18. Because right. that girl is in Claire's class. That's true. Is Claire a senior? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, Drew is just a super senior. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I, but I couldn't, I don't know, Claire's been here for so long that I was like, wait, is this, is she still a junior? I don't remember. Unclear. Uh, they don't wear insane. those uniforms anymore, so I don't know what color shirt to, like, assign to her. Let's be real, I could never remember which color <laughs> stood for which anyway. <laughs> it has affected me zero. <laughs> um, but anyway, he chooses Eden. But then we're with Drew, or we're with Dallas and Connor, in the car and they get pulled over by a cop because their exhaust is too loud which is code for the cops are racist and they are racially profiling them and dallas is irate and connor is just now being like wait what because yeah, he doesn't sweet. get it he yeah. doesn't he's kind of naive to it mm. it's it's also just like this very sad sweet thing of not realizing that people do this exactly regularly enough that there's a word for it yeah yeah it's a bummer it's really upsetting but then i just had this very vivid memory of doing a presentation either seventh or eighth grade about racial profiling Mm -hmm. which was which was definitely like good that we were learning it but it was also definitely in a school full of only white people yeah. So it was it was a weird task to give it a twelve year old white girl <laughs> be like explain what driving while black is. But I learned a lot. Yeah. So I mean, good assignment. Like good that you're being made aware of this. I'm so glad that whatever presentation I gave, which I'm sure was very genuine and heartfelt, <laughs> but probably like. I'm not just really getting it. Definitely like not full. Like I think I kind of got it. Like I got it enough to be outraged, but yeah. also like it definitely was like tone deaf. Like mm, yeah, I have like distinct memory, and I'm I'm not totally sure what I said. I definitely was against, <laughs> but I'm really glad that footage doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, good thing that wasn't recorded. Seriously, for everyone to see. Um. But then we're with fucking Mr. Yates and Tristan. And then Mr. Yates is like, I'm so proud of you. Because he he made some weird, like, you have to knock at the door of Of the Buddhist temple. temple, Whatever. He's proud of Tristan for being persistent because he's a manipulative grooming asshole. Yeah. He was like, like, you did I wanted you to prove yourself. And I was like, what? Because I think you're going to be my favorite student call me it. grant i hate it i was like oh i'm like yeah grooming 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 super grooming. grooming so manipulative i hate it no and then we're at the police station and they're like 
okay, your story checks out because you borrowed this car from the people and you told us that already, but, but whatever. We had to take you to the goddamn police station for this. And keep you here and all night. And your car. And keep you here no all reason. night. And we're going to charge you for the tow. Yeah, I hate it. I hate well, it. Actually, maybe that doesn't happen yet, but I think the cop comes back and he's like, we have to impound your car. Come with us. And I, this is bullshit. I think they're like standing on the side of the oh, I'm yeah, like, can yeah. we call Mr. Simpson? Like, it costs everybody money to fucking tow this car. Yep. It even costs the state money to do this. Like, stop. Oh, and Dallas pulls up his hood, which was very deliberate. Yes. Um, And then that's the end of part one. And then part two, we're at the police station. And then all that. And they're like, your story checks out, but you have to pay for the tow. And I'm like, that is that is bullshit. insane. Like, they stayed there all night. Yeah. They stayed there all night. They still need to go to this fucking science fair. And Dallas is angry, and Connor is uncomfortable with Dallas's anger, and it's just like a whole fucking bummer time. Um, but then we're with Drew, who loved his date with Eden. They got on really well, and then this is where I wrote: Do high schoolers actually online date? Because this is when they like met on the steps of the school. I'm like, wait, yeah. she goes to his school? Yeah, my note was: Does this girl also go to the class? <laughs> yeah. But then we're with Tristan, who's wearing a leather jacket because he's copying Mr. Yates. And Maya is weirded out by their friendship. Which is fair. Same. She says students and teachers can't be friends. It's which weird yeah, as fuck. It's weird as hell. And that's coming from a person who was, like, definitely overly friendly with some teachers. And in retrospect, I'm like, oh, no, that's creepy. It's creepy that an adult male is trying to be friends with a 16-year-old girl. Yeah, that's weird. I understand, like, having a teacher. Like, there's a, fi- there's a line between, this teacher's my mentor. I'm going to, like, hang out in their classroom during lunch with my friends. And, oh, no, we hang out, like, alone and talk. And, yeah, no, it's a little weird. It's a little weird. It's a little weirder. Um, but then. Oh, and then Tristan retaliates by being like, well, you know, maybe, like, girls and boys who live together won't, like, make yeah, drama, she, blah, like, blah, blah. There's, like, a zig it, burn. yeah. He tries to, like, deflect and take attention off of the issue. Which, those two things are not comparable. Nope. Not at all. Um, but then, and then we're in class with Claire, who I guess has a class, is in this class with Eden. And, and Eden, Eden seems, seems really cool. Super cool. I love Eden. And again, Fiona Apple vibes. Eden doesn't deserve anything that happens during this episode. She really doesn't. Um, and then Claire is being an asshole and dropping, like, the ex-fiance, Bianca Bomb. And then Eden's like, let's be partners so I can learn more about Drew. Because um, Claire is obviously super jealous and territorial. Yeah. Um, Which, bitch, this was your idea. I know. It's so annoying. Claire is so annoying. Claire's drama. We know this. It's true. It's the truest thing Marisol and, ever said. Uh, oh, my God. We need Claire's drama shirts. Yes. <laughs> um, but then. But in the Degrassi drama font. Yes. Claire is drama. Um, but then we're at the science fair finally, and Dallas and Connor have arrived, and Allie's dad only remembers Dallas from her pill-induced car crash. Which is not a great first impression. Um, and then Allie, like, walks away for a second, and Dallas is at their booth, and the science fair guy is like, um, sir, please, no guests allowed in here. And Dallas is like, this is my project, and is being extremely aggressive about it. Um, and does not go over well with the science fair man. 
and that happens yeah (laughs) it feels like more of the same but drew does start off like at a nine (laughs) on the anger scale yeah dallas is already on the defense and this guy like he's definitely doing what i would describe more as a microaggression yeah but microaggressions are fucking harmful yeah they are especially when you're getting shit like that all the time time. or in dallas's case fresh off the heels of like real aggression Mm -hmm. yeah but you guys don't do fucking microaggressions and then we're oh my god then we're at the collective again and tristan is being yates is like annoying hype man i wrote the same thing (laughs) (laughs) because mr yates is um critiquing zoe's story and he says and daddy like, issues yep, are a cliche yep, yep uh-huh mm-hmm. yeah he's just like repeating everything he says and zoe is extremely annoyed but same though because it's annoying it's annoying and, and then he drags tristan's story and calls him boring yeah which i mean he i mean it was but he read literally one sentence yeah i don't know but he also says daddy issues are a cliche um which like i agree with but i just feel like maybe it's also just like not his area. Yeah. Yeah. He's got plenty of other cliches under his belt that he would like to use. No one else is allowed to have cliches. <laughs> um, but then we're with then we're at the science fair and Dallas is just like staring down this judge as they're presenting and is back talking and things escalate and they like are like, Well, nope, we're not touching your thing anymore and Allie is not happy. And Dallas is just, like, fuming. And then he tells Allie about, like, shit that happens and, like, how he was being annoyed, how he's being racially profiled all the goddamn time. And Allie is like, you should have told me all of this that happened instead of bottling up your feelings and exploding later. I'm still mad at you. Um, which is also a good point. But I don't know. It's, I, I can't even begin to understand how one would process your feelings when this shit happens. Um, so I don't know. I'm not an authority on Dallas's reaction. Um, but then we are with Drew and Claire and we find out that Eden bailed on their second date because Claire's annoying and territorial. Yep. And Drew is rightfully upset. And Drew is confused because Claire is confusing. And... Uh, and then and Claire's like, but we hang out all the time, blah, 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 blah. And Drew says, yeah, that's called friendship. And she's like, but then we made out. And he's like, yeah, sometimes friends do that. I've made out with people that I don't even like. Which, <laughs> honestly, I get it. Because same. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we've all made that mistake. Oh, yes. Um, and then Claire laughs. And then she comes clean about the catfish. And Drew's like, yeah, I obviously knew that that was you. <laughs> Which is a hilarious development. I feel like Drew is getting smarter over time. I love it. I think Claire is maybe helping him become a smarter person. Um, And then... And then she's like, well, why didn't you choose Annabella? And he's like, but I think her catfish's name was like Annabella. And he's like, Annabella has a boyfriend. And then he says, if that were... If she didn't, it would be a different story. And he... Which is like, all right, cards are on the table. Drew officially told claire that he likes her and i'm like this is weird I'm it still, is weird i'm still weirded out by this i still don't get it I, they're they're a weird couple they don't make sense they don't make sense but i'm also just like claire 
you don't have to date Eli anymore if you like somebody else. Yeah, it's just he you're doing long distance with a person who cheated on you and you're you like break someone else. Yeah. Break up, just dude. Just break up with Eli. Like I get it. He's hot and you've dated him for a long ass time and blah blah blah, but you're clearly not in it anymore. She's in such denial. Um but then we're with Tristan cuz he's and he's sad about Mr. Yates because he sucks. And he's like talking to Maya about it. And she says, maybe you shouldn't put people on a pedestal all the time. Eventually, everyone disappoints. And I'm like, that was good advice. Um, but then we are with Dallas and Allie's dad. And I love this moment because Allie's dad comes over to Dallas and shares like his own experiences with racial profiling. It's it's a very touching moment yeah. and it's sad and I I think it was very helpful yeah. for Dallas. And he says like the world is terribly terribly unfair sometimes and Dallas is like I can't ignore the, like racist shit that happens. And then we get this gem of a An line. Oh my god. The question isn't whether to fight but how. Yes. Love Mr. Bandari. Love him. Also, he's just, he's another one who just keeps getting better. He does. Um, but then we are with Tristan and Mr. Yates again. And I think, I don't really remember what happens, but I wrote Tristan standing up to Yates and Yates is back with manipulation. Because I don't remember what happens. Is this when he goes on the book? Yeah. When does the book happen? Yeah. Um, later? It must be later. I think yeah, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he recommends a... And then he then he references the book, right? Yes. So, he, oh, yeah, he confronts him in, like, the classroom. Like, it's not in class, but he, like, finds him and is like, you should, like, why did you do that? You told me I was your favorite student. Like, why would you, like, call me out in front of everyone like that? And then the teacher is like, I did that because I didn't want anyone to know I was playing favorites. This... And he's like, we're in shaky territory. It's like this book that I don't remember what the name of the book is. Eloise and somebody. Yeah. And. And but like, OK. And he's so like, and it's like this. And he's tell, he says it's like he's like, it's like this. And Tristan's like, what's that? And he's like, it's some it's this love story book about a love. St-. He says the word love story. And I'm like, yeah. this is so inappropriate. And I hate it. It's so inappropriate. Alarm, alarm, also, alarm. so many alarms, because not only like is it just not like cool to play favorites openly, no. but also, you know, it's not even just that. And it's not even just that he's making Tristan like. He's like basically making him work for his affection yeah. and like convincing him that he needs to earn it. Yeah. Which is a whole different matter. But also he's throwing other people off of the scent yeah. of what he's he doing. He knows what he is doing. This is all very deliberate. It's super manipulative on so many different levels. Yeah. And then we're back at the science fair and Dallas goes to the science fair judge and kind of explains why he blew up and and is like i'm sorry i did this i just experienced a lot of other things and i took it out on you um but if you could please judge don't take this out on my partner she worked really hard on this please judge our project um and then we it's i don't know it's the next day it's that we're at school and claire had like kind of set up a meeting between Eden and Drew because she's a coward. And 
huge coward. And because I think she like texted Drew and he's like, oh, I'm meeting Claire on the steps. And Eden's like, actually, she it's me. She thought we should like talk. And then Drew turns her down and Eden is like, oh, it's because you like Claire. Huh? Good luck with Claire. Yeah. And which he's like, is fair. He's like, she's I think she says, I hope it works out with Claire. And he says, it won't. <laughs> I missed so that. It, he's like, he, it won't. He's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, then we're back at the science fair and Allie and Dallas win and it's very exciting. Um, and then we're with Tristan who's reading the book that Yates recommended. It's about like a student teacher affair Mm -hmm. and like they get caught and then the girl has to become a nun and the guy gets castrated, but they continue to write love letters to each other. I think I've actually heard, I think this is maybe... A real thing that happened. It sounds familiar. I'm like, this sounds this sounds very familiar to me. It sounds familiar. Um, and Zoe gives she doesn't know that it's about. The she teacher, doesn't know that Mr. Yates gave him the book, but she does give Sage advice, which is run as fast as you yeah, can. Tristan, this dude sounds like trouble. Tristan tells Zoe that like a guy gave it to him, and like like a guy named Jim gave it to me. He's like, do you think this means he likes me? And she's like, yeah, probably. Run. Yeah. Run, she says, run as fast as you can. This dude sounds like trouble. And I'm like, yes, listen to Zoe. Seriously. Um, And then we're back at the science fair. She's very wise. She is very wise. And then we're back at the science fair. And Dallas and Allie are very happy. And he likes her so much. And he does. It's really sweet. The, and he, ta- he tells her about how he talked to her dad and how he like went to the judge. And... Now, but Dallas is, and she's like, oh, well, do you want to ride home? And he's like, yeah, but I want to go by the police station and file a complaint because I feel like that police officer was out of line. I'm like, yeah, Dallas, file that complaint. And then Allie says something about like, well, good thing I have like a boy, my boyfriend can, I don't know. She calls him her boyfriend and he's like, if you're kidding, I'm going to go crazy. And then they kiss and it's adorable. And he like lifts up the trophy, like I breakfast club style while they're kissing. And I loved it. And then it ends. Honestly, the breakfast club punch in the air is just yeah. like the best thing you could ever do. Yep. It's great. It's so good. I'm so happy. I love it so much. Spirit squad, captain. Dallas? said mr bandar i was gonna say <laughs> ali's dad yeah. um and then ship is ali and dallas obviously obviously um all right great fine okay we just have two emails today the first one is from diamond and the subject line is zoe and she says hey listening to the zoe app super sad and depressing because this is our reality Anyway, right now you're trying to figure out how many assault storylines Degrassi has done and hoping that you haven't forgotten one. Technically, you haven't forgotten any, but Degrassi did. So there's Paige, Darcy, Jane, kind of, and Zoe. The one that Degrassi forgets is technically rape is Drew. Drew and Katie had sex at that party when she was sober and he was blackout drunk, but Degrassi didn't treat it as a rape storyline, even though it totally was. He wasn't able to consent. I actually appreciate these storylines because I watched all of them between the ages of 5 and 19, and I think I was just more aware because of it. The show always handles these episodes with a lot of care, and they are all a little different. Plus, there's always a lot of nuance in each situation that I appreciate. Kind of reminds me of the date rape episode from Switched at Birth. The one problem with Degrassi's sexual assault storylines is that they generally use it to humanize an unlikable girl, and that's kind of sketchy. Anyway, Agreed. this app makes me depressed. I'm going to sleep. 
Um, thank you for the email. But yeah, that is true about humanizing an unlikable person. Yeah, it's not great. The Drew thing, it yeah. gives me pause because I, I feel like if Katie was more aware and less naive when he said, I'm sober, she'd be like, no, you're clearly shit-faced. But she was like, she was inexperienced with drinking. And I think she was also like distraught. She was like crying because they had broken up, right? Yeah, and she was just inexperienced with all of that. So I think think she really believed him when he... Yeah, this... It felt less like... Her taking it was definitely don't get me wrong, it's definitely hinky and not it's gray. It's definitely a gray, weird area. But I had and if Drew to like had relate. like said that he felt violated, that would be to- completely yeah. extremely valid. Yeah. But also, I feel like Katie was truly unaware that she was doing something wrong because he told her that he was sober and she was very naive. And that is also something that happens. In real life, what even when the genders are switched up too, and it's still like a weird area, and like I don't know, it's just like it's not great, but I don't know if I would like I don't know what to call that. It's just like yeah. a weird hinky gray area. Yeah. Of like, it's just like consent is such like a weirdly complex it situation, is. and also like. It, that can your perception of stuff can change over time yes. like where in the moment like maybe you were like oh yeah that was totally consensual and great yeah and then you look and like look back on an event and be like actually that was kind of weird and i don't know what the power dynamics were that it's like exactly it's like one of those weird like ever evolving situations which yeah. like i'm not saying because it was totally cool and great no it was bad and consent should always without any sort of anything should always be enthusiastic. Yes. And like, yes, I want this and it's happening. Mm-hmm. Where it gets confusing with the Drew thing is because that was what he was like, but he was shit-faced. Mm-hmm. At which if this was with any other girl who was more aware of what was going on and it was like, and was taking advantage of a situation. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like we could talk about this for a hundred years. Yeah, because it's also it's like it's so weird, and you have to take into account like intent, and also like yeah, because you can yeah. also consent in one moment and not realize that you're being manipulated. Yeah, like in a power dynamic, like you said. Yeah, so it's it's, it's like it's tricky. It's so tricky, and I don't know if we have like the nuance to get too into it. <laughs> no, but I, I definitely think that the Drew thing is worth calling out yeah, as like definitely as like a hinky, weird, like not cool sex situation. Yeah, I just I just hesitate to like say that Katie to raped hard him. line. Yeah, say that. Yeah, but yeah. I but I will say that it is definitely like something that merits discussion, and I yes. feel and I agree with you that Degrassi just like completely totally blew over, over it yeah. yeah they were just like yeah i don't know yeah he was drunk and silly and he got another concussion <laughs> yeah like why were those the consequences but fine whatever yeah yeah and then i also feel like it was like eh, i don't know wait I don't, we don't need to talk about this anymore. no um do we have another email we do it's in my hand sorry i was just thinking about that and i was like man i don't 
Uh, we are not an authority on literally anything. We're not even an authority on, on Degrassi. Degrassi. <laughs> We're still learning. I'm an authority on so few things. Um, we have an email from Caitlin. Uh, it's a, a subject, Degrassi, when they're not Degrassi anymore. And it goes... Daniel Clark's Insta story was of his dinner slash cooking it, and I don't know why, but it filled a void to watch. Like, parentheses, please keep in mind I am fully lucid. It felt like it could have been an excerpt from a new grown-up Degrassi in which Emma was watching Sean cook dinner, which, like, <laughs> yeah, hi, on board for. Side note, at the time season 13 aired, I would have been graduating college, and it was also when I had fully stopped watching. Also, when did season 13 air? 2015? Wait, 14? I don't know, let me look. Continue. I'm just trying to wonder when I, I I think I think it aired like a year or two after I twenty four April twenty fourteen was when this episode came out. Okay. So it was airing a year after I graduated. That's so crazy. Yeah, it was airing like months after I did it was airing like what would have been my last semester in college had I graduated on time. Crazy. Um Oh and continuing. I think it was harder for me to watch some of the heavier stuff happening because I felt more removed from them. They seemed so little and dumb that parentheses especially starting with adam they were too they were too sympathetic and made it difficult i don't know if that's something you feel too question mark i genuinely don't know how to explain it i mean i kind of get that yeah but we're also like we're so engrossed in it but it, it you know what it is i don't think it's i don't think it's that, like the characters are like whatever but it's when they it's when the degrassi writers are clearly phoning it in <laughs> like like with Adam's death. Oh yeah. Like that was like with the car accident. Like the aftermath wasn't phoned in, but like the actress who played Adam clearly didn't want to be there anymore. So like, in, I like, think the... it was like her contract ran out and she's like, All right, bye. Yeah. And it just like so made it hard to connect. And there there have been a few that I'm like, I should feel more feelings yeah. about this, but I don't feel anything because it's just not being written the right way. Yeah. I don't know if that's what you mean, Caitlin, but if it is then that I I feel that. Um, and then she says, also, I feel like Jenna should have graduated nine years ago. Weird voiced girl. <laughs> Sent from my iPhone. <laughs> yes. Also, can I just say, so Gmail, I like, I'm obsessed with the Gmail suggestions oh, yeah. of like emails and they are wow, period. Interesting, period. I agree with you, period. <laughs> Which wow. I wish I could just, I'm, I, I agree with you. <laughs> I, I really just want to click the one that says interesting, period, because then you're going to think that I hate your guts. I don't. Caitlin, we're mutuals. I love you. <laughs> I'm so sorry, but I just think it would be so funny. Interesting, period. Interesting, period. That's so fucking rude. So is wow, period. They're all wow. rude. I agree with you. Wow. Just wow. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I can also see... I can also understand just, like, not being so into it once the old people leave, too, and because it's, like... Or maybe not related to, relating to them as much, just because they are younger and they are going... They, like, are in they're experiencing these things at a different time than when we did and also we watched the first however many seasons as they aired so i like i feel more of a kinship to those characters because of that where it's like with the new people i'm like who are you i don't like change what's going on but i don't know i feel like we've become invested regard anyway in some people but we are also much more objective about the new characters than the old ones. I that think. is true. <laughs> we have nostalgia goggles exactly. on all of our OGs. Yeah. 
We're like, it was a different time. It's okay. We still love them. It's great. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's all the grapevine that we have for today. If you would like to be featured on a future grapevine segment, you can tweet at us at DegrassiPod. We're on Instagram at DegrassiPod. You can email us at whatever it takes podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to us pretty much anywhere, but if you're on Apple Podcasts, if you could rate, review, and subscribe, that would be super cool. And if you leave us a review, we will make up a Degrassi-inspired fanfiction for you on the show. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at HollandTacular. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at KelSucks with a Z at the end. Holland, what do you want to recommend? Um, I think I'm going to recommend a Korean hip-hop band that I kind of just was told about amazing called epic high epic spelled with a k instead of a c and they're like this really like chill like mellow hip-hop style band which i think you would really like i I would really like that you should check out epic high i'm I'm literally gonna look it up um and just i think they like every artist has a like this is whatever on spotify if you just listen to like the this is epic high playlist and just put it on shuffle it's very cool. I like them. And I'm seeing them in April now, too. So I recommend checking out Epic High. All right. They are now open in my thing, and I go. will listen to them. Yeah, I think you'd like them. Um, I'm going to recommend a Twitter account because I'm an intellectual. I have, like, three <laughs> books on my list of things to recommend, but I'm like, but you should all follow Blair Braverman. Blair doesn't have an E at the end. Um, she is an Alaskan um, dog sled person. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> There's so many puppies. They oh all have God. personalities. There's multi-generational things happening. They run the Iditarod. They have, like, a varsity team. They're adorable. It's amazing. amazing. It's one of my favorite Twitter accounts. Blair Braverman. Love it. Uh, well, that is all that we have for you guys. Thank you, as always, to Jay for our wonderful theme song. And thank all of you for listening. Goodbye, Panthers. Bye, Panthers.